0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's webinar, Our Retail Investigations Taking Up Your Time? Transform the Way You Manage Video Requests, sponsored by Genitech. My name is Jack Britton. I'm the Editorial Director at LP Magazine, and I'll be your moderator today. Do you share information with law enforcement to improve safety in your community? Video is a valuable tool to help investigators review events and solve crimes except these requests can be time consuming and put a strain on your loss prevention and physical security resources. Join us as Eric Sarasato, product manager at Genitech, presents the latest technology that can help improve collaboration with law enforcement and reduce the cost of managing video requests. Before we get started, let's review a few quick housekeeping items. We will be recording the webinar for those who cannot attend today. Everyone listening will be muted. If you have any questions during the webcast, you can click on the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen to submit your questions. We'll try to answer as many of your questions as possible at the end of the presentation. If you're unable to answer your question live, someone will follow up with you to answer your questions by email after the presentation. If you'd like to review the webinar again, and our an archive version will be available in the next few days and can be accessed using the same link that was sent to you earlier. Others in your organization can also register and access the archived webcast for the next several months by accessing the webinar at losspreventionmedia.com. To begin our webcast, let me say a few words about today's speaker. Eric Surisato is the product manager at Genitech. Eric joined Genitech in 2012 and oversees the vision and product strategy for Genetec clearance. Working in close collaboration with customers, Eric is responsible for identifying new technology trends that can help customers overcome their obstacles and establish new ideas into product roadmaps. So with that, let me turn the webcast over to Eric. Eric, thank you.
1: Hey, thanks a lot. And thanks everyone for joining us today. So. Uh, as mentioned already, my name is Eric Serrazado. So uh, we're going to give an overview of the Genentech Clearance Solution today. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, if you have not had a chance to hear about it before, uh, this is an application that Genentech started to develop uh, just over three years ago now. Uh, so in several meetings uh, with customers and across wide number of verticals, whether they're retailers or other type of corporate organizations or law enforcement. Uh, We were meeting with many of them and oftentimes what was coming up is the challenges that they had when it comes to sharing uh, video video information with other internal stakeholders or uh, with external parties like law enforcement or attorneys or insurance appraisers. Uh, one of the terms that kept coming up recurringly inside of these meetings is uh, the use of sneaker net and then this as far as jargon goes is really uh, something that really uh, burnt, <laughs> burns its way inside my memory and it's really really vivid and a good description of uh, what's going on otherwise where uh, unfortunately uh, individuals are still having to spend a lot of manual time in burning DVDs and then Uh, sharing the information by by walking over the disk to the recipients or sending it uh, via courier depending on the destination of where it's going. So this is something that's been a big point of frustration to a lot of our customers where when you think of all of the methods that we have to help communicate uh, electronically, whether it's by email or via chat, everything could be done pretty simply. But then when there's a need to actually share a video recording or evidence file with another recipient, well, there we're still relying on moving it across with our feet and uh, burning it onto a disc. So this is really the challenges that we're looking to address. Uh, It's become the mantra, basically the battle cry internally on making sure that we can get away from using technology that's based from the 80s. So for today's agenda, we're going to look at some of the challenges that you're likely very accustomed with already. Uh, Highlight a program uh, where this uh, with the city of San Diego, where the technology was being used to help alleviate a lot of these challenges and actually uh, at how this can also be used to enhance uh, private public collaborations for digital investigations. Uh, So to better illustrate this we will walk through uh, a demonstration of the technology. And uh, we'll conclude with just a quick overview, a summary of the uh, genetic clearance application and a Q&A session. So if you have any questions over the course of the webinar, please send them through the uh, webinar client chat and we'll address them all at the end. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Genetec, so our company was founded back in 1997. Uh, Today, we're just under 1,500 employees worldwide. Uh, You may best recognize us for our physical uh, security application security center. So this is a unified platform for physical security, whether it's video surveillance, access control, uh, intercom device management, uh, license plate recognition, uh, but f- uh, f- since the inception of the company, the main focus has been a video management. So this is maybe where uh, you know us best. Uh, we're the leading provider of a video management system for uh, inside the surveillance space, uh, where it's used across several uh, different uh, client, uh, client types. So whether it's uh, retailers or uh, public safety, it's gonna, it's a widely used application. And this is really, uh, Uh, These are the users who we've been speaking with who have escalated this type of uh, discussion with us uh, where they've stated that this is a growing challenge with them uh, due to the growth in the video that they have to share, so especially for larger distributed organizations who may be doing uh, business across multiple states or multiple jurisdictions, they'll oftentimes be receiving requests for video coming from a number of different agencies and uh, ADAs or uh, different insurance appraisers. So here we really want to focus on how uh, technology can help address these issues. And if we were only to focus on the video produced by the Genetech system, we'd be missing a huge, huge part of the equation. So in what we're looking at solving is really the management of uh, of the investigation itself which may include uh, digital evidence from other video management systems and from other sources entirely Uh, a lot of it will be non-video based so when you look at the setup of a lot of loss prevention departments and uh, corporate security departments There will already be implementations of incident management tools or uh, risk management tools to help keep track of different incidents and uh, known offenders or known suspects within the database. These are traditionally going to be uh, loss prevention, case management type tools. So these will traditionally be kept in-house for very specific departments and access is going to be really restricted to them alone. So sharing of the information can become convoluted. Uh, where only specific teams and groups are able to review certain information. Uh, So it creates some blind spots for others to be able to have the relevant information. And then when it comes time to sharing data with other organizations or with law enforcement, and attorney's offices, well, here it's even a uh, greater challenge uh, and typically will require uh, the um, adding the information onto disks or to USB keys to be able to share it. And this problem is extended when it comes to having to manage video for these requests. So these traditional applications are great at uh, being able to manage a lot of text-based information uh, and have been customized to uh, your organization's workflow for the most part but they were never designed uh, to manage he- heavier multimedia files like video or even larger or uh, larger quantity of images so this is the main uh, way we're looking to complement existing systems by acting as that repository repository where organizations can begin to store uh, their digital evidence files and uh, help them share this information as well as any, uh, any reports or uh, any additional uh, data points that would need to be shared outside of the organization. So with that in mind, we're also looking to ensure tight controls of the type of data that uh, is being added, making sure protections are in place Uh, So that only authorized users have access to it and also mitigate its distribution to non authorized parties. So making sure that we're actually helping to mitigate uh, video from being leaked, even though it is becoming accessible to third parties. So here we have several different controls in place to help us do that. For the most part, though, what this boils down to today is that the current methods to collaborate are basically all paper-based, where you may have different video request forms for uh, when you're looking to share video with outside organizations. So um, whether it's a form that's ready-made for law enforcement agencies when they need to make a request, or for attorneys, if they're investing in a case, or um, for an insurance provider, again, who needs to, get access to video for uh, anything that they're investigating well they're going to have to complete that information which will then go through a review process internally either uh, to the security and LP groups itself or to your legal teams who will need to review the information before anything can be released and then for release well at that point we're burning it to a disk, putting it on a jump drive, and having to send it to them uh, when there there's going to be the implied cost there, either from the people who are working on it, or even the shipping cost if they, it has to go um, across the city, across the state, or across the country. So here we're looking to address these challenges, when, whether it's coming for internal requests that may be coming for from the legal and risk department if they need access to Uh, surveillance recordings or uh, other type of digital media uh, looking to help facilitate sharing with law enforcement and attorneys as well as any open records or data access requests that may be relevant in certain jurisdictions where you need to share video for journalists or for citizens if they're allowed to make requests even to a private organization. The battle here that we're looking to face is really to uh, hit the balance between efficiency and compliance. So from uh, the efficiency standpoint, want to make sure that this is a speedy process where you're able to easily share uh, video and digital evidence with authorized partners who you want to share it with already. and. Governments, uh, governance, so making sure that the information itself remains private and that you're controlling the specific individuals who are allowed to view certain cases or certain files. So a really great uh, case study that illustrates this point has been with the city of San Diego. They were uh, At the beginning of, or at the beginning of 2019 Uh, They deployed a new smart streetlight program. So this uh, suddenly gave access to uh, just over 6,000 new cameras across the city. And this is in a city that traditionally never relied on video surveillance. Uh, So here from privacy standpoint is really important for them uh, to not uh, do uh, any live monitoring uh, across the streets. so that meant that detectives and sworn officers were um, responding to over half a million calls for service each year over a pretty wide territory. Uh, so f- uh, for them, it was a yeah, it was a manual labor cost whenever uh, a call an incident occurred, where they couldn't do any remote uh, monitoring of what's actually happened. It would really rely on either the initial call or the dispatch for what information came in and actually sending someone on patrol to uh, find information and investigate leads about the scene. So their focus when implementing the, the, uh, the technology was really on focusing on the most violent crimes, making sure that uh, having the surveillance program that's now in place was being used in events that were impacting loss of life or impacting uh, public safety. So that way, uh, they could stem concerns uh, over privacy by showing that the implementation of the program was uh, leading to, uh, well, leading to the core mission of protecting the uh, citizens inside the city. And so since the start of the program, this has actually been extremely successful. Uh, They've referred to it as a force multiplier, given that There's a lot less loss of time or a lot less lead time to respond to any incidents, because now they are able to review a lot of the footage remotely uh, through uh, the smart, the smart nodes that are connected. So since the beginning of the year, uh, they've used it in over 150 investigations now, uh, which are all uh, all going to be related to uh, primarily criminal investigations. And the big benefit is that for their detectives and investigators, well, they're able to now quickly identify suspects or events at the scene without having to leave the precinct. Um, from another perspective, it's also saved the city millions in, um millions in litigation because now with the video evidence available, well, attorneys are able to leverage this to secure guilty pleas. Uh, by proving that a suspect was at the scene of crime and provide more context of before, during, and after the event uh, to make sure that the convictions are upheld. Uh, And it's also led to a lot of different interesting anecdotes where they're able to use it to exonerate suspects and provide better context of what's been going on at the scene by relying on the video. So there were a lot of lessons learned inside of this implementation and one of the really fascinating aspects of it is the fact that the users of the system they don't have access to live and recorded video directly so one of the important themes here was making sure that there was better control for how the officers how the detectives have access to the data itself so within it there was a need to create policy-based workflows to be able to initiate a request for video. So anyone who wants to receive access to recorded, uh, to uh, recordings needed to go through a request workflow to make sure it got approved by supervisors or other people, uh, other designated people on the team. To make this useful, uh, we need to automate uh, the process itself. So making sure that the export, the search and the delivery could all happen automatically by the system as opposed to requiring personnel to go into a video system, export the video and upload it themselves or download themselves to disk. So really removing a lot of the labor and time consuming work typically involves when delivering video evidence. And. Finally, just making sure it all went through a standardized process. So as opposed to different groups and teams having uh, their own systems or workflows on how video can be shared, well, having a centralized application that would navigate everyone through the correct process and then keeping historical records of past requests that were delivered and making sure that we can track things like performance, uh, time to field requests inside one database. And ultimately so from this use case it really presents one really interesting challenge or one interesting outcome which is the need to maximize oper- the use of operational resources. So from a law enforcement perspective uh, here we could put our investigator hats on, Uh, from uh, what's useful to them, they want to identify cameras that exist nearby incidents and help facilitate the access to video. So that means minimizing the time it takes to receive recordings so I can review them faster, uh, not have to uh, juggle the different types of standalone video players I may need to use to review a surveillance recording, easily play it back within a browser. So that way I can uh, find my suspects or pursue my investigative leads more quickly. What was also critical is that chain of evidence is insured. So that way, if an investigation does lead to a conviction or a trial, uh, here we're able to uh, prove the audit trail that took place. Now, from a corporate security perspective, what's really important is that we help to minimize the amount of time that uh, the organization is taking to treat these different requests for video. So, of of course, we want to help law enforcement to solve solve the investigations uh, that they're pursuing. Uh, but there, that could mean a very important impact on uh, the amount of time spent by your own operators and your own physical security or LP staff uh, and managers. So here, how can we minimize the time spent to search for the video to explore and to share it back? How can we provide a standardized path where all of the requests are managed um, consistently and where you're able to uh, dictate and configure what the approval process looks like and how long the data gets retained. So that way you can um, you could keep it either as just for a short term period or for longer term preservation depending on the type of investigation if it's an internal investigation where you want to keep the data uh, longer for yourselves and for your own records. So that really uh, from these points really came the takeaways from uh, looking at San Diego, where we want to aggregate more evidence sources to help provide the same type of automation as with the uh, smart lighting nodes, but with, uh, with different technologies that are gonna be more relevant for, uh, for organizations outside of just cities. So being able to automate the export from standard video management systems, uh, even from body camera systems that may be used uh, in certain deployments. And what we want to do, of course, is to help facilitate access to get this video to investigators. And I'm mentioning investigators now. It could also be uh, just providing the video to your own internal legal departments or the risk teams in case they ever need access to video without necessarily giving them direct access to the live or the uh, recorded video from your monitoring application. And then. How could we enhance the sharing of information between uh, private organizations and public safety departments? So here, uh, providing a workflow that allows you to invite detectives or officers to make requests for video, uh, put that through your own approval process before the information is released. So with all that said, I wanna really illustrate the point by walking through a demo. So, Clearance itself is a browser-based application. Uh, There's no dependency with any other product to begin to use it. Um, So, here, uh, authentication is required to be able to log into the system. So, that means a username a password is is necessary to be able to go in and review past cases and past files. One of the new modules that we've added is the camera registry. So, this provides me the ability to build a listing of my surveillance devices that I want to publish to be able to share them with, uh, with anyone who, uh, who wants to make a request. And the idea here is that the registry doesn't allow me to go view any live or recorded video. It's only giving me metadata from the camera itself. So, it'll provide me context. So it gives me an idea of the field of view of uh, where the camera is pointed towards. It gives me information about how long video is retained on the recording servers. So that way, an investigator can use it as a self-service portal where they can trigger a new request for video, uh, but then have that go through your approval process before it gets released. So let's show the uh, the process of of. A user uh, being invited for a request. Here I could specify who I'm giving access to. So here initially uh, maybe I've got received a video um, a request from a police officer so I can add their email, their contact information as a guest. Specify how long they'll have the ability to come in and make a request for video and this is going to trigger an email notification to them explaining what to do as well as providing them their details on how to log on to the system. And on my next browser, so here I'm already logged in and now I've logged in as the police officer. So here you're able to specify terms of use. So the conditions on how you're sharing the video and how they'll be able to use it. These can be customized within your account and that means the user will need to accept and agree to them Uh, before they can continue uh, to view any information. So once accepted from the camera registry page, they're able to review the list of the cameras that you've made available. And this is also available from a map view. So here, they're able to determine where the incident occurred and if there's any cameras of interest that may be located within the, within the vicinity. So if there, was an, if there was an issue within the area here, I could actually make a request for video, and then I'll specify what the recording period is. So I'll keep this short just so the upload time or the upload speed goes quickly. And as a next step, I'll need to enter a form uh, that will be provided back to you, your approvers, your team, uh, before accepting the release. So let's say I'm from the Montreal Police Department. Uh, you've asked me to include an incident number related to the investigation, a description of the event. So here was a hit and run, looking for video to identify the suspect. Uh, here you can ask that they include a subpoena for the request or any other file attachment and uh, could maybe specify a date needed by. So all of these fields here, uh, they're administered by you, by the account owner, and they could be text, they could be drop-downs, you can specify whether they're mandatory or not. And then this will submit, well, uh, once uh, we click on submit, this will be sent back to your team. So I'll go back to the primary user who I was initially logged in with. This is going to be sent to my request page. So here we see actually a history of all past requests that have come in. And I'm able to filter past requests, I'm able to search for them based on uh, the user who sent it in, based on the camera name or other details that uh, I've registered. And we could also uh, narrow down the results based on their state. So those that have been fully completed, those where maybe video is unavailable, and in this case, the one that is pending, the one I've just sent. So for your team, uh, they'll be able to review the information provided, make sure everything is sufficient, make sure that the amount of time requested uh, is reasonable. Then you could choose to either approve or deny the request. And assuming I click on approve here, you can actually start uploading the files automatically. So in this case, you'll notice that these cameras are connected to Security Center. So this is the Genetec VMS. Uh, And uh, with the integration between Security Center and Clearance, we're automatically exporting the video based on the time information that was provided. So there's actually no need for an operator to go in afterwards and uh, go into the monitor to the VMS and find the video and export it themselves and upload it here the file uh, the file upload is going to start automatically. If I'm working with different device uh, non uh, non-genetech systems I could still add the files manually. So here we're oftentimes working with uh, customers who have a mixed environment with different video systems installed or people who are outright not using any genetech uh, video within their deployment. So for them we can still Create the registry of their cameras and uh, provide the same workflow, f- um, the same workflow for how to treat these requests. The only difference is that they they will need to export the video files from the system and then uh, add the file to the re- to the request. So this will create the case, and the files that are being uploaded are going to be attached here. So this will take a couple minutes just for them to start uh, exporting. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to describe just the case page itself. So the case is the container um, for where all of, the, um, all of the digital evidence pertaining to uh, the investigation resides. On it, you're able to classify the nature of the investigation. So uh, let's pretend this is a slip and fall. You can specify information about the instant start, the end time, you could add a location to it. Uh, you could add a description and any tags which are just custom values that you can include, let's say suspect identifiers or any information to uh, search for the case later on. Here. So when video gets added, here, a bit of an issue in that last example, I'm sorry. So here the video will be added and what's interesting is uh, we're able to replay the file directly from the web browser. So what's nice here is that there's uh, no need to download the file and uh, download and play it back in this in a video player. Instead, we could automatically convert the file format into uh, something that can be supported on a web browser. So that way for the recipient, whether it's going to be the police department, the attorney, or member of your legal team, uh, they can just view it with uh, within Chrome and they don't need to download or install anything else. And within each video we're keeping information about the timestamps, about the original metadata from the cameras and from the system where it was exported from. And this is all in the attempt to preserve chain of evidence. So within our audit trails here, we're able to show whenever a user has viewed media, has downloaded a file, has shared a case. Uh, where here we'll have the information about the user, the timestamp, and their IP address from uh, where they were logged in from. So this will track any activity that a user does inside of the system. And we're able to include other file types as well. Uh, We can create sub repositories, or uh, subfolders within the case. So maybe one for documents, for images, and then another one for videos. And for any third-party files that are coming in, we could also just drag and drop them. So here, if I have a PDF document, for example, that I want to add, could just drag and drop inside the web browser and it'll also be attached to the same case. All the files are encrypted um, to make sure that only the permitted users have access to them. So finally, if I need to ever include uh, someone else to this case or to the files, uh, we're able to control the level of access they have. So restrict their rights to maybe view only where they can only see the information when logged into the system, or maybe allow a third party to come in and download the files. If I have managed rights, I can invite other recipients to, um, to be able to log into the case where here we can set them up with an expiration date And uh, control again uh, and control what their permissions are. So the system is taking care of the automatic email notifications that sends them their username and password to log in and when they're granted access going back to our initial example here. uh, Here the uh, The options that they have available are going to be more restricted. So as a guest user like the one I'm logged in with now, I don't have the ability to search for any past cases or uh, other files. I can only view the information that's been shared with me. So this was the case that I've just created now. I could go in, view the PDF document or other video files that have been shared if I need to. I could download them either in the original format or in the MP4 that's available. Uh, We also have the request that uh, we just created uh, a couple of minutes ago. And here uh, there's two of the cameras that have exported the file and that they're currently being converted. So these were, uh, yeah, these were the ones that we just exported uh, about two minutes ago. All right, so that's a quick demonstration of the solution. There's a lot more functionality, but we can go into that in more detail a bit later. So as part of the workflow, basically what we're uh, hoping to achieve is allowing an investigator or just a requester could be again, someone internal who contacts you for access to the cameras or access to recordings, and then you can allow, you can send them an invitation to clearance where they can specify which cameras are of interest, the recording periods that they want, complete the form that you've configured inside the application. And then you'll be able to review the request, make sure that everything is valid and you have all the information required. You could then either reject it if anything is missing, provide them feedback or comments, and then, or you can approve it, at which point the video gets exported and can be uploaded into clearance where they'll be able to view it from the application itself. So, in terms of the design config, configurations, so today we can automate the export of video when it's coming from Genentech Security Center or GE Lighting. We're currently working on other integrations through the API that would allow us to automate the export process. Uh, Alternatively, though, we could always publish the device list for non-security center devices. So here, uh, the same type of information like the snapshot, uh, camera names, uh, positions can also be created. Uh, The only difference is that when the request comes in, those uh, those videos need to be exported manually and then uploaded uh, manually into clearance. So just as a summary of the solution then, what we're looking to achieve is a means of being able to centralize different types of digital evidence that you need to handle. So whether it's coming from different video surveillance systems, uh, maybe body camera applications, or just cell phone recordings that your employees or patrons may take after an incident, and uh, as well as any incident or loss reports. Those could be centralized within the case and clearance. We can assign them to specific teams or individuals uh, who will be responsible for managing them. Uh, you can find past information directly from the app. So the search itself is really quick and efficient uh, where you can search on any keywords you've assigned uh, to pull up historical data. But for the most part, we're looking at making the collaboration process that much easier. So being able to share uh, cases and uh, digital evidence across the security department for internal requests over to law enforcement and to attorneys if required. One of the features that we did not highlight is for video redaction. So in certain, uh, for certain scenarios, you may need to redact or uh, mask uh, certain individuals and bystanders inside of a video recording. So here through the video editor that's provided inside the solution, uh, we have a really simple way of doing that. Uh, one of the things that was highlighted is just the fact that we're able to play back video in different surveillance uh, export formats directly from the browser. So the other thing to remember is that this is not only for genetic formats, it's actually supported with a wide number of different VMS codecs, and basically allows you to use uh, the application uh, or where the application will handle the conversion of the video automatically. So that point, 're really looking to avoid the need to burn any disks, uh, but also especially avoid the need to install any standalone players, which is becoming more and more an issue for recipients uh, because they don't necessarily have admin rights on their pcs so uh, uh, so they're not able to install uh, applications all that easily. We also have a mobile app uh, that allows any uh, security guards or uh, some of the uh, some of your own investigators to capture digital evidence from the phone, uh, whether it's audio recordings, uh, photographs, or videos, and then send it directly into clearance. And the big advantage of this is that uh, the app won't store the data locally. So as soon as it's uploaded from the phone, it's going to delete the files from uh, from the phone to make sure that uh, the phone can't be subpoenaed as part of the investigation. And the other big consideration about the solutions architecture is just the fact that everything has been designed API first, meaning that even internally, uh, the development team is always first developing an API before creating any functionality inside of the system. So that means everything that you see, every any field uh, that you see inside of clearance, it could all be accessed through the API so we can build integrations to other applications. So the ones that come up commonly are gonna be for integrations to some of the incident management systems or risk management systems that are already in use by several retailers. Uh, so here we could be able to actually um, automatically generate or automatically create cases and clearance based on incidents that were created in another application. Uh, it could also be used to integrate with third party cameras or devices like body cameras. And these are publicly available APIs that you and your internal teams or um, your preferred uh, development uh, vendors can use to uh, d- develop them yourself. So they're, um, they're not proprietary to Genentech in any way. So if you'd like to see more about the application and even try it for yourselves, uh, you can register for a free trial. If you go to genentech.com clearance, so there at the top of the page, There's a sign-in, there's a sign-up link uh, for the trial. Uh, Here, we'll follow up with you to uh, try to set up a walkthrough of the application. So just to help get you started, uh, help to do the initial system configurations. And if you have any questions on how to use some of the other functionality inside the system, uh, we'll help you with that. So I want to thank everyone for joining today's uh, webinar. Hope, hoping that was interesting for you. And uh, if you have any questions, we'll start reading them through the chat. Uh, if ever you have any questions or wanna reach out to us, the, our contact email is here at team at or you contact me at uh, eSerezado at gentech.com.
0: Okay, thank you, Eric. Uh, before we begin the Q&A, I want to remind you that this webinar will be available on demand for the next 90 days or so. Uh, you will be getting an email reminder with a link to the presentation. There will also be a link on the webinar page of the magazine's website at losspreventionmedia.com. Now, our first question: uh, How long can data be retained?
1: So that's a yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to pull up the app again. I didn't walk through this in the demo, so. In Clearance, we're able to set up retention policies for how long you want to store and preserve the data for. So the categories that you see here, these are all customizable. You can create your own. These are just in the demo account right now. But you could assign how long the different types of incidents will be stored for. So basically for external requests, you may have a very short term retention policy where you may only keep it for 30 days or 60 days, just enough time for a police officer or for an attorney to go in and download it and keep a record for themselves. But then for internal investigations or uh, cases related to uh, any type of liabilities, you may want to keep it for, uh, or you may have policies to keep it for five years or seven years. So there you can can set up those different criteria as necessary. And the application will keep all that information stored. It's all going to stay searchable from inside of Clearance. If ever you just need to refer to it again, you can search for it based on the keywords you've included to go pull up the information again. Uh, And then we see users who are using it, using Clearance, really just as a means to ease delivery. So using it to upload video files or any type of files and then sharing it. But Without keeping data stored long term and that's completely fine. So you can keep short term retention across the board or if you want to keep it for long term storage, you could do that too.
0: Uh, Eric, can I actually track views. Can you, uh, can, do you know, I know we we talked about access to, you know, who might have access to, it, but do you not actually know uh, who's viewed the files and, and how many times or how often.
1: Yeah, so all that information will get tracked inside of uh, the audit trails. So here, I'll just pull that up quickly. Here on our audit trail, we can see this at the case and at the file level where earlier I'd logged in with the Hotmail.com account. So we see uh, 10 minutes ago exactly, uh, this user came, they saw the case and this will track really any action or change, change inside of the system. Uh, So if someone downloads or views a file or shares a file, this will be uh, embedded. Okay.
0: Can you upload photos from a cell phone directly to a case?
1: Yeah. So there uh, it'd be possible to use the mobile app for that. So if it's uh, going to be an internal user who you've you've equipped with the app, uh, they can capture any video recordings or photos uh, through the app itself. The other means is, let's say it's coming from a patron at the store, you can actually create a file request for that. And uh, here you just need to, so let's pretend it's a hit and run again. Uh, Need information about the accident. So here you're able to include details of what is you're looking for. Uh, You could set an expiration date how long the request will last, but it generates a link, a URL that you can share any way you need, so by text, by email, uh, you could even publish on Twitter if you needed to. Uh, But from this link, any contributor would be able to uh, upload photos or videos from their phone or from their computer and send it directly back to you. So above the white line here it would be branded with your logo, your contact details. And it's basically asking them to first identify themselves unless if you've let them answer anonymously. Uh, you can specify disclosure terms. So before any information is shared, they need to agree to sending it to you. Afterwards, it's really just a matter of dragging and dropping any files uh, that's are, that are on the phone, and then it will be uploaded back. Here, what's interesting, I'll let this file upload, should be done pretty quickly. So once we have the checkbox, we know it's been successful. So on this page, we also generate a QR code. So let's say it's coming from a recipient who's still at the store, they could actually just scan this QR code on their phone from their camera, and then upload a file directly from their device. So actually, if you take your phone right now and put it against the screen at this code, any file that you add uh, will be uploaded to the case here.
0: Okay, this this one's kind of related here. It says, uh, can we immediately take video and upload it? And if so, where does that go?
1: So, yeah, you could immediately take video, um, whether it's, from the surveillance system or from the phone and upload it, and uh, the whole application it's based on Microsoft Azure. So uh, there we've deployed it in a lot of data centers worldwide. So there we have the option of hosting it in the U.S. in Canada in Europe. So depending on what region uh, you prefer, the data is stored in, uh, we would uh, we would select that deployment location. So once uh, once the video is uploaded inside of clearance yeah it's residing in the uh, Microsoft Azure data centers
0: okay uh, is there a size a file size limit for attached documents
1: no no uh, actually that's a good segue so if I'm sharing any files through this method uh, there's no file size well through any method there's no file size, uh, limitations. So it could be really long video exports from the surveillance systems or it could just be multiple uh, images that we're taking from a cell phone or any other device, and then we can attach them directly back into our case. So there are additional limitation there. Each of the clearance plans, I guess, from a commercial consideration, so each of the clearance plans uh, will include a certain amount of data in them. And so here, if you go to the clearance website, actually. Uh, There's a list, uh, there's a table with uh, some of the plans, and it indicates how much storage is included by default. And if ever there was a need to add more storage to increase the amount uh, of capacity that you have, you could always add that on to your base plan. No problem.
0: Okay. Uh, A follow up here to the last question we asked. Do you pull the video from our cameras and store it on your servers?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's related to the last, uh, to the question earlier, I think. Right. So yeah. there, once the video gets exported or once it gets exported and uploaded into clearance, at that point, the recording will be stored in uh, Microsoft Azure. So the thing to consider is that you can still keep uh, the video stored locally as well. It, it It's not going to erase any information that you have on your own servers. It'll uh, just be a copy of that.
0: Okay. Can files be saved in folders, or do they have to be listed individually?
1: Uh, yeah. So they can be saved in folders. Actually, yeah. oh, perfect. So right over here, uh, we have the different uh, folder repositories, and I could create those on the case where I create my own structure. So uh, this can be whatever methodology that you want to follow. It could be, you know, based on the type of type of files that you're adding, or date on date of receipt. Uh, for the files, you could also sort them yourself. So if I only want to preview images or preview uh, videos, then I can filter through all these options here.
0: Okay. Can non genitech cameras be added to the registry?
1: Yeah. So here inside our registry, uh, you can, we can populate that with a listing of cameras f- from outside of uh, the, a Genentech system. Uh, we could define all of the metadata that's there. The only difference again will be uh, being able to uh, being able to automatically retrieve the data. The other thing, I guess, the other consideration for non-Genentech video is that uh, we also support a large number of different video formats. So if you go to the user guide or if you email us, we can discuss this uh, more thoroughly. Uh, it'll also list all of the supported file formats that can be converted inside of clearance. So there's a long list of extensions here uh, that are used by uh, several different uh, video management applications. And that's just in the user guide under uh, the managing files section.
0: Okay. All right, we'll give a second, to see if anybody else has a question that, that we haven't answered yet. Uh, well, if if we uh, haven't answered a question that you've asked, or if you think of another question, uh, you can either contact us here at the magazine, or you can get a hold of the Genentech team directly. I'm sure they're willing to answer whatever questions you have. Um... We would like to thank everyone for attending today's webinar. Uh, Thanks again to Eric, and especially to our sponsor, Uh, Genotech. We appreciate everyone's time today, and have a great day and a great holiday. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot. Have a great holiday.